This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 122. And the quote of the day is from Harriet Tubman, who said, Every dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and to change the world. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast. And if you're digging the podcast, I need you to do me a favor and leave me a rating or a review on iTunes. It's really simple. Just go to iTunes, search for Drummer's Resource, and leave a rating and review. It helps it go up in the in the uh, the ratings, and it helps people more people find it, and it gets us uh, gets us more visibility. So, if you can leave a review rating on iTunes, I would really really appreciate it. The interview that I have today is Scott Smith, and Scott has been running the longest running self help podcast on iTunes. He's been doing it for like ten years. He does it five days a week. It's insane. It's called the Daily Boost. And the thing I really love about Scott's podcast is it's not this like I'm good enough, I'm great enough, and gosh darn it, people like me kind of motivation stuff. This is the stuff every day that just sort of gives you, right what it's called, the daily boost. It gives you a boost to to get your day started right and to, to really just keep you motivated and to get uh, get you moving. The website is called Motivation to Move, so that all ties in nicely. And I listen to the podcast a lot, and, and I just, after a while, I said, man, I got to get Scott on the podcast and just have him talk about not only the daily boost, but just how he approaches goal setting and achieving and how you can take these things and apply them to your everyday life. So without further ado, let's get into it with the man himself, Scott Smith. Scott, how are you, man? Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Off the charts. Awesome today, as a matter of fact. Feeling pretty good. Thanks for having me. That's, I think that's the most creative answer I've ever heard, but you're a pro, man. You do this. You do this all the time. You have your own podcast, and I'm a big fan of your podcast. That's why I wanted to have you on mine. So let's get down to who you are and what you do for the audience that that don't listen to your podcast, and they will after this, I'm sure. Okay, what's the rating of the show? So I, I know how deep to go and really give you the motivation for getting me there. Whatever it's, you have <laughs> carte blanche. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> whatever I want. You can say whatever you want, man. I'm just a guy who um, who likes to help people, and I, 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 you know, people ask me all the time. They say, you know, Scott, what do you do for a living? I said, I talk, and the very next thing they say to me is, well, what do you talk about? <laughs> I talk about life. Ooh, I could use some of that. What kind of life stuff do you talk about? I said, well, you know, you get up in the morning some days, and life is gonna. You got this great idea of all the stuff you want to go do, and then boom, that guy walks across and says and looks at you some funny way, and and then the car breaks down, the air conditioner goes out. What are you gonna do about it? And that's kind of where I step in and go, okay. Here's some ideas. Hmm. And that's kind of what I do. I talk about stuff. <laughs> so now you talk about stuff on your podcast, The Daily Boost, which is awesome. It's a five-day-a-week podcast that you do, and it's the number one self-help motivation podcast on iTunes, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, in the world. We've been, uh, I, you know, one of my big marketing lines, and if anybody listens to me, they know I like to have fun with that. But I, I like to say we're the most downloaded self-help podcast in the history of iTunes. Now, a lot of that is because we've been around so long, since 2006. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing it since, you know, uh, before most people had any idea what podcasting was. Uh, but it's absolutely true as well. I think uh, in total, not just this show, but the shows I've done, we're over 16 million downloads. That's insane. So, 
Yeah, it's insane. So that's one. And, and we have the stats going all the way back. So we, we kept up with that. I don't know how I did that, by the way, how I managed to keep up with the stats with all the system changes over the years. Right, right. But, uh, but we're also the most popular daily motivation program. Now, I think there are other motivational programs, but, but we are, in fact, uh, that's what we do. We show up every single day with a pure, simple mission just to say, hey, it's a positive boost you need. Let's get through the day. And if you listen to my podcast at all, you'll no- also notice it's kind of funny. It's kind mm-hmm. of upbeat. It's kind of irreverent. It's kind of blunt. And yet, mm-hmm. at the same time, it's positive. It's affirmation-y. It, uh, it's original material, but it also we, we, we don't stray too far from what we know works, which is what everybody talks about. We just do it differently. Right. It's worked out really well. We have a big audience. Mm-hmm. And I will say that listening to your podcast is different than listening to any other sort of motivation or self-help because sometimes yours isn't – it's not the – the feel good, everything is going to be okay, butterfly, fluffy. Sometimes it's not that. Oh my gosh, I, I was hoping you'd say, it's never like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I should say that. It's, it's, it's never like that because, but, it, you know, but at the same time, it kind of is, isn't it? It it's, is. It, it is. It is and it isn't. And, and that's the line I walk because the reality is people kind of want that. You want to feel good. But you and I, if we hang out together and have some fun, you, we're not going to suddenly say, well, how, how does the motivational, how do most motivational people talk? It's, it's not real. I know that. Right. We're not going to talk like that. So, you know, I have a radio background. I'm a real guy. I like to talk. I like to get kind of down and get in the muck a little bit. So, but the trick is we, we, you know, the audience, you know, kind of expects certain things because over the years it's been said, this is what happens when I want to get motivated or, or pumped up. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And they're a little skeptical when they walk into me. They think this is really different. <laughs> um, and then we just go. And frankly, it's stream of consciousness and I'm just rocking and, you know, I've been doing it a long time. So I kind of know which buttons to push. Right. But, uh, but some days I just don't care which ones I push. It doesn't matter. It just depends on what I want to do. Hey, there's been times where I've listened to it and I'm saying, damn, that was, that was blunt, you know, but yeah, that's, bit, so. but that's what you need. You know, people, I, it's, it's kind of like when I get done a gig and someone comes up to me and they say, you're the greatest drummer I've ever seen in my life. And I'm kind of like, well, that really doesn't do anything for me. I'd rather have somebody come up and say, Hey man, that, that was good. But, uh, you know. Have you ever thought about working on this or, or working on that? Mm-hmm. Because I want to grow. I don't, I don't need the, the praise to tell me how good I am all the time. I think they both work, you know, but we don't need that all the time. We do need to grow, but we, we need the praise as well. Sure. But I think that, you know, listen, positivity and positive thoughts really work. And, and you got to have that. But you'll find people that work in the business that I do that we tend to be positive anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, ac- we're action people. Right. And, you know, I remember my a friend of mine, David Perdue, runs an organization called NAMS up in Atlanta. And I, I speak for David uh, about every six months. And he was, every time I'm getting ready to come speak, he kind of like starts listening to the podcast again. He gets out of them for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a note and then, and then he called me up on Skype and he said, you're the first motivational guy I've ever heard that called your listeners losers. <laughs> so, I don't remember the context of it, but you know, if you heard it and he agreed with it, it was just me really being real about stuff. Right. You're right. winning or you're losing, man. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on which game you're playing. And I lose a lot of times, but here's a, here's a super, super duper trick. I lose because I don't care about winning. Right. If I care about winning, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Then it matters if I lose, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the Jim quote, the Jim Rohn quote where he said, you know, if you're, if you're working and you're operating at your full capacity and you make, you know, $50,000 a year, that's great. But if you are making $50,000 a year and you're capable of making $500,000 a year, then you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jim because, you know, uh, he's a great guy. I never met him. I listened a lot because he passed away um, a year and a half or yeah, so something ago. Yeah, like that, two, maybe two years ago. Yeah. Maybe two, yeah. I, 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 oh, so many have died lately. I zig went and I know. it's crazy. 
Um, but you know, it, it's so true. And you know, he called himself a motivational philosopher. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of ran down that road a little bit. And I think in many cases, if you, if you listen to me, like we're doing right now, I'm, I'm thinking on the fly about what I do here. And I right. used to think I was going to be a philosopher. I thought, well, I don't want to be a philosopher. I mean, they killed Socrates. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and, and so I really see myself as a, a little bit more of a commentator. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at life and I go, all right, well, this is the rules that they said we have to play by. These are the rules everybody said absolutely worked. They did or they didn't. Why? And I observe and then I comment on what I see and then I spin it into some kind of a lesson. Usually, by the way, because I've gone out and used it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, almost all cases, I, I, I gave up trying to lie or trying to make stuff up. Right. If it works for me, then, then I, I talk about it. And if not, I don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't say, you need to do this and do this and do this. Well, I don't do those things, but you Yeah, should, people call me all the time and they say, do you do everything you talk about? I said, I, I, I have, I do, or I will. Right. And if I say I will, it's because I've done it before and I just, we can't do everything every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and every day is different. You have different strategies, different people come in your way. The wind's blowing a different direction. The temperature changes. So whatever strategy you tried to use yesterday is not likely going to work today. Right. Not. You know, I think about that in my own life of... I, I used to have this notion that you every single day you have to be producing at just massive, massive action every single day, day in and day out. And if not, then, you know, you're you're failing. And on some level, I think that that's true. But at some time, you know, at some point you have to realize that there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be ups and downs. You're going to have a great day and you're going to have a bad day and not let those swings either direction affect you too much. Well, the swings are natural. The swings mm-hmm. are life. The swings are universal. The peaks and valleys and everything. What goes up must come down. What goes down eventually goes up. Right. I love going to the mountains. I love it. Mm-hmm. I look up there, man, I'm, and down in the valley, I am looking, and the valley is beautiful, by the way. I'm looking at the peaks and, man, I want to go to the peaks. And then the next day I do and I can't breathe. I just can't wait to get back down. Right. Oh, I'm glad I'm here. Once I get down, I want to go skiing again. Let's go back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it happens. And, you know, and I think this whole thing of maximum productivity and producing every single day, I tell you, if I can give you just one real secret to everybody listening, stop it. Stop it. Get focused. Find that one thing you love to do um, and, and then find out what's working in that thing. And, and, then, and then you can go from there. Mm-hmm. You will be, there's always more to do than you will ever be able to do. There's always somebody who's going to pretend they're doing more than you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they are actually doing more, but they're making less money and they're less happy than you are. There's always somebody to do that. You just can't do that. You just have to figure out what works for you. Right. I focus on one thing, one thing only. I'm going to give you a guess. What do you think I focus on? On the podcast. On the podcast. <laughs> We've got over a million listeners a month when we're in season, a little less than that right now, about 800,000. I focus on that podcast. And it's a free podcast. I don't make any direct money from that podcast. Right. I focus on that because that drives the entire machine. Mm-hmm. That makes me be who I am. And every single time that I sit down and I say, like for a long time, I was very busy when I, when we got going uh, very popular and I was uh, being asked to speak and I was coaching a lot and I was just killing myself and I would show up to do my programs and it was, I got them done as fast as I could and, you know, just phoned it in basically. Right. That went on for a couple of years and I had so much content in the background, I could kind of pull some old stuff and still sound pretty good, but eventually you could hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know what? I got I to gotta spend more time doing what I love to do. And I started to slice and dice. I got stuff out of my life and I got focused back to where I need to be. And now I, I will spend about eight hours a week working on these podcasts just because I like doing them. Right. Right. Seeing, I'm seeing the results from it as well. Now, how do you suggest that people 
gain that focus. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, no matter where you, you're reading or where you're looking and you want to be a little bit more productive or have a little bit, you know, be a little happier, and it'll say drill down and, and focus on these three things and then go to work on those things. But that's yeah. a lot easier said than done. Yeah, because life gets in the way. You right. know, stuff happens. Um, one of the ways that we do this, first off, take a breath and relax. You know, um, almost everybody I know kind of has an idea what they enjoy doing. You know, what do you do when you're doing you? Mm-hmm. We're well, just kind of hanging out, being who you are. And that doesn't mean, well, I go drink beer. It doesn't, there's some, there's more involved to that. Right. I actually am in the business that I'm in today because my wife and I talked about it and she said, well, we kind of in the same, I don't know. She said those words, but what, well, what do you most enjoy doing? I said, I, well, two things. I enjoy drinking coffee and I enjoy talking. <laughs> That's why my logo is a coffee mug. Right. <laughs> because I got, I got my coffee right here. <laughs> there you go. I used to go to coffee shops all the time. And I would just, and she and I would spend hours just kind of discussing business and talking to people and just hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what it came down to. And I said, you know, if I could just talk and drink coffee, I'd probably be a happy guy. But who gets to do that? Well, some people do. Right. And so that led to this business that I'm in. And what happened was, you know, a lot of people start out being a podcaster. When I talk to a lot of the guys out there these days, guys your age actually, um, they're pretty freaked out that, that podcasting actually started in 2004 and that I was yeah. there like in 2005. I go, really? I just found it 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. I did a yeah, podcast we, in 2007. There you go. We were, yeah. we, you've been around for a while. Um, I, no, I did one. We had I, I was in a band and we were touring and we decided it would be a good idea to start this thing called a podcast and sort of chronicle the tour and they would we yeah. would get interviewed and stuff like that. We did two of them. I had no idea what the hell a podcast was. We did one, released one, recorded two though, and then that mm. was the last I ever heard of. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just you know I, it just it just kind of popped in and and but uh, but I got to tell you I was kind of fishing around for a message and you know I was I was teaching some classes and trying to find my way into this business of speaking and. That's why we had all the conversations that we were having. And uh, one day I just, I, I was searching Google and this thing called a podcast popped up. Hmm. And this was, this was in, um, it was right after Christmas in 2004. And I remember, and I remember walking out in the living room to my wife and I said, I think I found it. Mm-hmm. This thing called a podcast. And she looked at me and said, a pod what? <laughs> I said, so, it has something to do with, a, with, a, with a, an iPod. And that's all I knew. I didn't even have one at the time. Right. I just knew it made sense. And so I dug into it a little bit more and I, I had a podcast up. It took me about three months to get the podcast up because we didn't have podcasting for dummies back then. Right. We didn't have all these courses these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was basically us trying to figure it out. Sure. And so it all had to be done from scratch and I, I got it launched. And then uh, I was actually in iTunes. Uh, I was one of the first podcasts brought into the iTunes music store when Apple did it. Hmm. And, uh, you know, people these days say, oh, Apple's the only place to go. It still is. It's about, it's, it's well over 90% of the listening audience. Yep. But back then you have no idea what it was like when one day Apple said, Hey, come on in here. And we said, yeah, we'll give away our free content to you. So you can sell all kinds of stuff and not give us any money. <laughs> and, but we traded for publicity. So I jumped in and, and in many ways, what happened was to get back to the focus thing is I didn't plan on doing what I'm doing. I was doing what I do. Right. I just realized I had a message. I like to talk. I had a broadcast background, so I knew I could do this. Mm-hmm. And I just started doing what I do. And I remember being just, um, it was a very odd feeling. So I get busy doing what I'm doing. And before you know it, people start listening. And before you know it, they start sending me emails. And now I've got a membership site. And then now I'm coaching. And now I've got products. And now I'm speaking all over the world. And it's go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And as it got more go, I got less productive. I got more tired. I got less inspired. Um, and I finally came to the conclusion after about nine years that I had to make a change. 
And you know what my change was, amazingly? Getting back to my coffee mug and talking. Right. I simplified. I, I've cut 80% of my business out. Just don't do it anymore. Right. So I got focused on that. So that's what I do. I, I show up and I talk. And I think I affect people. And, and that's always my mission to see if I can affect you in a positive way, which is different than when I was a shock jock. I didn't care how I affected you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now I wanted to be for good, not evil. Um, and I think that's the first thing I always tell people. You know, you probably already know what you're doing. But just like I had to do the second time around, I had to clear the clutter. Right. I had to make some space. I had to get stuff out of the way. Because if you're in the moment, if the, if the hurricane is blowing around you, you can't take on anything else. You can't even consider it and you can't even think straight mm-hmm. until you get some stuff out of the way and say, you know what? I'm not going to do all that stuff. I'm going to make some space and breathe for a weekend and see where I land. Right. And then the scary part comes because now you realize what you want to do and uh, you got you to make it work. Right. So that's where we start, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's, it's something that I've definitely gone through before because, you know, I've had... I was running three different businesses at the same time and I was working 120 hours a week and I was driving between Philadelphia and New York and I was doing mm. all this. And like you said, I was, I was more tired. I felt like I wasn't getting anything accomplished and I was just run, 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 run. And I sort of had the same realization that, all right, listen, I got I to gotta really narrow my focus here. I can't do everything. I like to pretend I can. Well, but- Sure. <laughs> You can do everything, not just not at the same time, you know? Right. That's why you're running so fast. Oh, got to do this, got to do that, got to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we all go through that. You know, I have, I have something I say all the time, and I do this with a lot of coaching clients. A lot of my clients are type A people. And uh, the very first thing I have to do is slow them down. Right. They hate it. I just do not let them go any faster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I always tell them, I said, listen, you're going to change when you wear yourself out. You know it. That right. you are just going to keep doing whatever you're doing, and one day it's not going to work. I use the, the, the phrasing, it's not sustainable. I use right. that in my own life. For a short period of time, we can do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. We can work 120 hours a week for a while. Right. But it's not going to sustain. You're going to get sick. You're going to get tired. You're going to get mad. You're going to get fired. All kinds of things. Right. And, right. and so, yeah, just like you did, eventually you say, can't do it. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Now you have no choice. And you kind of land and you go, you're out of here or <laughs> I'm out of here. Right. And you start anew. And, and if you imagine if you, if you could um, get yourself in a place where you were aware and never got yourself spinning like that. So you never, you never had to say I'm out of here. Right. You were just balanced where you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I try to be. And it's hard because you know, life gets busy. Mm-hmm. And I think clarity, I've been really something that I've been really focused on lately is clarity mm-hmm. in all aspects of my life. And that's something that's really hard to get to, 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 one, stop lying to yourself about certain things and realizing exactly what's important and just and really be clear on who you are, who you want to be, where you want to go and what you want to do and who you want to do it with. And so do you have any do you have any advice on on that, on clarity? Yeah, good luck with that. It's kind of hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny as you're talking there, I'm thinking, um, thinking wow. You sure have a big high expectation that you can sit down and get clear on, on everything about who you are, everything about what you want to do, and all the people you want to work with, who, by the way, you haven't even met yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big ex- expectation, isn't it? I think so. Almost impossible. Yeah. How could you know? You couldn't know. So, but the fact is, we do need to be clear. There are, if you go all the way back to the days of the Stoics, uh, the Socrates days, 
mm-hmm. where philosophy covered everything. Uh, the Stoics had a way of life, and it was back in the day when you know the spirituality and physical fitness and everything was part of their philosophy. Mm-hmm. And these days, it still is that way, but it's kind of broken up a little bit more. But if you go back, um, you'll find the number one thing that, that they said was you got to be clear. You got to be clear. And the next thing to get what you want is you got to take action. Mm-hmm. Massive, imperfect action. Right. I never got along with Tony Robbins when he called it massive action. I said, you just make causes me to make a mess, which is okay because <laughs> success is messy and you, I leave messes for everybody to clean up. Right. But when I embraced the word imperfect in the middle of it, I said, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to get as focused as I can and go for it. Mm-hmm. So typically what happens is this. It's going to come in in layers. So there is something that you kind of want to focus on. So in, like in your case, you have, you have your business, your drummer, podcast, and all this kind of stuff. There's other things you want to do. We have to put a point on that and say, okay, how do you define that? What label do you put on it? What mm-hmm. is it? What is it? And if we can get close to it, then we can start kind of working toward it. You know, Jack Canfield writes in The Success Principles. It's like walking down a dark road. But as you take steps, somebody puts a light on for you. Mm-hmm. Like carrying a flashlight almost. You can't see the, 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 the turn in the road until you get within flashlight distance, right? Right. So we just have to get a starting point. Most people are trying to redesign everything from one shot and say, I've got my plan, let's go. They write their manifesto. You see them all over the internet. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> okay, you got fired, so you had two weeks off to redesign your life, and now you just found a job, and boy, you file away your manifesto in some file somewhere. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, simplify. Get very clear what you want. And you have to, uh, let's, uh, let me jump in another thing here real fast. Uh, I will, uh, I'm going to steal upon somebody else's. Is this okay, by the way, if I go a little bit here? Let's do it. All right. So one of the things that I like to do is we can steal on some other concepts. And one of them is something called the average perfect day. Mm-hmm. And an average perfect day basically states that on average, if every day could be perfect for you, meaning not every day will be perfect, but on average, if they were pretty darn good, life would be pretty perfect, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it works. So your goal should be every single day to make sure from the time you get up to the time you go to bed that, that you are pretty much doing the things that you like to do and you feel good about it. Um, and it's different for everybody. Some people love to go work in a cubicle for 10 hours a day. It makes them comfortable. I don't even know what the inside of a cubicle looks like. Never ne- seen one, I don't Neither think. do I. Neither I walk I. past one. I go, ooh, it's a cage. <laughs> right? So I don't even know. But... So what happens is you look at that. Now, here's what we do. We have to look at our life and we have to say, okay, with no limitations and no consequences, if I really could do exactly what I wanted every single day, what would that be? And what I usually do is I set people out on a little exercise and I say, sit down and write it out in detail. You might want to write it by hand and you might want to double space it so you can put some stuff in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. All right. What time do I get out of bed? Well, I wake up when the sun rises. I don't use an alarm. I love to hear the birds sing. And then I start my coffee pot. Oh, Well, actually, I program my coffee pot to wake me up. I wake up to the smell of the coffee pot. Nice. And so what we're trying to do is step by step. What do I do for breakfast? Do I go work out at the gym or do I save that for later? Mm -hmm. Am I working in a real job or am I working for myself? This is fantasy land. Um, But the truth is, once it enters our brain, our subconscious mind has to do something with it. It has to. Mm-hmm. So if you've never thought about it before, it's, it's simply looking for a belief system. So if, if you just pile this stuff into your head, it's now thinking about it. Right. This puts that reticular uh, uh, activation system in play, and you start to notice things that move you down the road a little more. Mm-hmm. You get closer. So once we just think about what our life would be like if it was pretty good every day, suddenly it starts to appear in little increments along the way. So that's one way we begin to think. It's all fantasy. People are like, well, there's no way I can make it happen. It will happen what you really believe in over the next maybe 18 months to three years. Things will arrive in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, the next thing I do 
is we do, uh, we, we, we set goals. Because the, the concept is this. If I'm going to get up every single day, the, I got to have something to do. Right. That will be a goal. And a goal is nothing more than an experience. I call goals the heartbeat of your life because without them, life is boring. With them, it's like an EKG machine. It's boom, beep, 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 beep. It's mm-hmm. working. It's not a to-do list. It's not, well, the goal is to go to the grocery store. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> the goal is to be the most awesome drummer on the planet. I want to be better than uh, Buddy Guy, right? Buddy Guy's a drummer, right? Guitar player. Guitar player. So, well, who's a good drummer? Uh, Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich. There you go. There you go. I knew that. See, I got some experience here. <laughs> uh, Buddy Guy's a guitar player. Okay, I got confused. I have a friend with a dog named Buddy Guy, which is why they came to mind. So, anyway, I so I decide I want to be no you know, the fastest, uh, the best, and the quickest drummer on the planet, whatever you define as being, as being great. And I got to practice three hours a day to get there. That becomes a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of your goals is also to be rich, and you've decided that the way I'm going to do that is rob a bank three days a week. It's cool. It's a goal. Just put it down there because that's how you, because you got to have money to have your lifestyle, right? Right. And you also want to have a good relationship and uh, you're going to marry that high school sweetheart and you might have another goal of having an affair on the weekend and I get your stuff hacked from Ashley Madison. But you know, right. these are just goals, right? <laughs> so, so we laid the goals. So we got the average perfect day. We had all this fantasy world and then we set out our goals of what we want to do. But now we, now comes, this is where, as my daddy used to say back in the day, it gets down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. We got to pull our values out. Our personal guiding values. Now, this is basically the compass inside of us who guides us. This is what tells us what's right and wrong and what we'll do. This is what politics are all about sometimes. It's, it's, it's literally right or wrong. Now, it could be anything. It could be I have a great work ethic. I value my family first. Listen, if you value your family first and yet you're working late every single night and every weekend too, you probably don't value your family first. That's what I call a value right. violation, right? Because you're not acting with what you feel. So if we're going to have an average perfect day, we have to have value congruence with what we're doing every single day. So I made a joke about robbing the bank and stuff. The truth is, if we made a goal to rob the bank, but then we got to our values and we said, well, there's no place in my values. Oh, hang on. Here's a value. Oh, it doesn't support it after all. To be honest, don't do bad things. Oh, guess can't rob a bank. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's a value violation and you will never be happy. You'll never get what you want. So we take a little bit of time and take right. our values and make sure our goals match into that and then have a little bit of uh, faith and create an average perfect day, your mind begins to go to work. Now here's, let me just segue very quickly into the law of attraction. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Uh, it's simple focus. That's all it is. But let's just go a little, a little woo-woo for just a second. Um, it's the way the mind works, where biology is. When you put something into your consciousness, i.e. I. the average perfect day, your brain is now looking for ways to make that happen. And then when you say, mm-hmm. oh, here's a goal, it's oh, cool, let's make that happen. And here's the values rate. It feels like who I am now. It's not who I want to be or who I was. It's who I am today. And it starts to make sense. So now your subconscious mind is literally wanting to see how much you believe in it. This is what the law of attraction is. You know what you want. Okay, this is what I desire. You never want anything because if you want it, you already got the want. Just wanting, you're receiving the want. Kind of a weird concept. You always mm-hmm. desire certain things to come into your life. The next thing is you need to really believe it. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Many people set goals. They decide what they want to do in their life, but they really don't believe it. Somebody wants to be you know, the, the biggest actor or actress or musician in the land, but they also want to be a family person and be home on the weekends and never work nights. So they don't believe they can do it because they won't do it. So right. you have to know what you want. You have to believe that it can actually happen for you and be real for you. And your mind, your subconscious mind goes yes or no. And if it's a yes, it goes, fine, boom. 
it starts looking for opportunities and that's called taking actionable steps. So now you get out there with the actionable steps and you're able to figure out how to make it happen. If you do that, I, uh, most people just have a little exercise, which will, by the way, will probably take you half a day. You can do it quickly in about a half an hour, but it's gonna it's it's not a, it's not an easy one to do uh, because it sets you off in so many directions. But now here comes the clearing the clutter. Well, I can't do that unless I get rid of that. It all starts happening for you. Pretty cool, right? Okay, I'll take a drink of water. It's your turn. <laughs> uh, now I don't know what. I mean, that was amazing. I was just sort of processing the whole entire thing in my life. And coincidentally, I sort of went through this sort of exercise last Thursday. So a week ago today. And I woke up in the morning and I just had this weird thing that I needed to go sit in Starbucks and I needed to just start writing and getting some clarity. So Mm -hmm. I, it it took me a half, I was there from 9am to 5pm. Wow. Wow. And just Going through, actually, here I have the the notebook here, and I just oh. I just started writing, man, and uh, got got clarity on a lot of different things. It said sort of like you said, okay, I want to do this, so let's go down. What are my non negotiables? Uh, what are you know? What are the things that are important to me? Okay, well, I can't do this then if this these don't work together. So I can't do this. This isn't going to mm-hmm. happen. So I drilled down and really said, okay here's exactly what I'm going to focus on. Here's exactly what's important to me. And everything else is, is a distraction. And I have to sort of say no to that. Throw it away. Bye-bye. Yeah. It's we, hard. Uh, the past couple of weeks with a few clients I've been worried, I have my, uh, my coaching clients and I, we're starting to pick up some men for like a, a year. It was all women. I call them my girls. I said, let's see how my <laughs> girls are doing today. And, uh, and they were all in the same place. It was weird. It was like, and, and one day I said, okay, 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 okay. You guys are getting crazy on me here. They know what they want to do, and, they, and they're doing it in a lot of ways. I said, I, this is a homework assignment. I said, I want you to go through every single thing you are currently doing right now for your business or your life, however way you want to do it, and decide what doesn't have to be done. And if you can't make that decision, what you can just put off on the side and not worry about for a while. Mm-hmm. And just not even four or five months, just not worry about it. If you never get back to it, fine. Just do that. And it took me a couple of weeks to get them all to do it. Well, I've got to do this. I've got to update my, my website. Really? Why? I, I did the same exercise. My website rarely gets updated. It's, it's it, very soon. It's going to get completely redone. We mm-hmm. did it back in January and we got the basic core website up, but it's really nothing to be proud of. But guess what? I haven't missed a podcast and I've stayed in the top five of self-help every single week because I realized that's what was important and the website doesn't really matter to me. So I put it right. off to the side so I could focus on other things. So that's what you're doing there. And, and that's kind of how you clear the clutter. And if you're or the kind, it's like, okay, let's just face it, my man. When it comes to improving our life, we're all personal development hoarders. We want to mm-hmm. keep everything we've ever had, everything we've ever thought we had, everything somebody else has, everything we want. We want to keep it all in play together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. No. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta there's, we, we've got to have an intervention here. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, and I'm guilty of this for years. It was sort of, I would, you know, I've read Think and Grow Rich 10 times. And then, so then I would say, well, I got to read another book. And then I would read another book. And then I would say, well, I have to do another exercise. And then I have to, I I can't get started on this. I got to read another book about this or about that. And you start to get this paralysis by analysis of saying, well, I got to do that. The one, the, the, the life-changing exercise that everyone has done. And then I get done that. And then I've, Got to read this other book that everybody says I should read. And, mm-hmm. and, you and start guess to, what? 
you were right. You do got to do it. Right. You do. You have to. That's called wisdom. That's why they, that's why they have books. Mm-hmm. And uh, here, here's, a, here's a wicked, ugly secret nobody will tell you about personal development. You don't need it. You just got to learn every day. Right. And the more focused you get, because when you focus and you have a goal, if you get up every single day and you have strong goals and all you do is work toward your goals, you're going to be a massive success. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be laser directed every day. And so you don't have to read 500 books. You need to read 50 for that goal. Mm-hmm. So you get there faster. But the truth is to really kind of get that level of happiness, happiness comes from, <laughs> I, think it, I think it comes from two places. It comes from being completely ignorant or it comes from being very wise. Yeah. And ignorant people, some of the happiest people I've ever met. Yep. They just don't, they don't know they don't know, right? And unconscious incompetent. Mm-hmm. And wise people know competent competence. Right. So that's where it comes. So, so the first thing is, yes, you, you go through that. Um, what I do for a living is um, intervention-ish uh, in the sense that uh, most people I work with are either consulting clients and they're, they're using it as a tool week by week to run their business and things like that. So they need that. We all, we mm-hmm. all have that. But we also have a large number of people who are at a, a season in their life where they need a little bit of help. Something's right. going on. They're going through a divorce, transitioning to a new job. They just don't know. And they need a little help for a little while. And that's when we kind of put the exercises and things on them and just to kind of move them to the next level. And I usually expect people to graduate from me and move on to somebody else. And they do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then people come from other people to me. It just happens that way. Right. So we have that, that people. But ultimately what ends up happening is we grow, we learn, we absorb we read the books, more dribble that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow a little bit of the dribble sticks and it starts to make sense with some of the other dribble you read a year ago. And then you meet somebody else who read some other dribble and you put it together. And before right. you know it, it's working. Right. That's how it works. So that's, again, back to why it's so important to get focused. I'm telling you, uh, all the success. Have you read the book, The One Thing? No. Okay, you're going to. How about essentialism? No, I'm writing these okay. down though because You're I'm going I'm to gonna be driving for. I'm going to be on the road for the next uh, six days. So okay, good. Well, then you need. Well, sorry to hear that. By the way, unless you got a motorhome like I do, then it's awesome. No, um, I need a tour. But bus. if you, uh, what you want to do is you want to read those books because essentially it will help you explain and understand how you actually get to focus on one thing. And mm-hmm. study after study has been done. Uh, we've heard in uh, in uh, Outliers. We've heard uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book. We've heard about uh, the ten thousand hour rule, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you look at that and you say, well, one of the things about the 10,000 hour rule is you begin to realize that those people, not only did they uh, practice something for 10,000 hours, they practiced pretty much one thing for 10,000 hours. Right. And they got real good at doing it. Now, when you do one thing, it's kind of the 80-20 rule. And what that means is that, you know, 20% of your effort or 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort. That's what you want to be doing here. Mm-hmm. And so the, the day you get that, I'm telling you, this is a universal law. It just works in everything. It's mathematical. And when you figure out that you, when you niche things a little more, when you narrow the focus, heck, I'm in the online world. It's all about niching. When you niche it down, it's not only easier for people to understand you, it's easier for you to put your effort into it and get good at it. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if I'm talking to drummers, and I know I've got a few around here anyway, <laughs> um, you know, there, there's different, here, here comes me being a novice. There's different kinds of drummers. There's mm-hmm. different styles. There's those guys that get up in the heavy metal bands with, you know, those kits they're working with. And then there's the little jazz drummers with like four drums. Mm-hmm. There's two different kinds of drumming. And I think probably any drummer can kind of do it, eat any style if they wanted to, but which ones do it well? Mm-hmm. The ones that are focused on what they're doing. 
Right. And life gets easier. Oh, here's a problem, though. Yeah, but I can't make any money at it. You know, there's not that many jazz clubs around, you know, and there's not that many places to do heavy metal music anymore. You know, what right. do I do? I got to play in a wedding band and do covers on the weekend at the bar. Uh-oh. It's okay. It's fine. But that's why you have the goals of sitting in the background saying, hmm, this is what I want to do. Um, I, in the world of personal development that I work in, um, we do really well with it. Uh, and the reason we do is because I simply made a, a distinction a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty cool distinction. Um, it was where I said, because people kept telling me that nobody makes any money at it. Nobody does it. Right. It's hard to do. That's why you have to do business coaching and business consulting. And I do some of that as well. But you got to do that. You can't, you can't go out and motivate and inspire people because there's no money in it. And I said, well, wait a second. This guy's making money. That guy's making money. That guy, that girl, they're writing books and they're doing this stuff. They're making a fortune. Somebody's doing, yeah, but, you know, they get, they've been around. They got a name. I said, well, but they didn't. Right. They didn't. And so in every single instance where you want to be the best of the best and you think you can't do it, you just got to look and go, well, he's doing it. Right. Why can't I? The only reason somebody gets to do something they want to do is because they want to do it and they're willing to isolate themselves from everything else and become the best at it. As the book says, be so good, they can't ignore you. Mm-hmm. The only way you can be that good is to focus. The only way. Yep. Otherwise, you're just a, you're a generalist, and that's not good. I couldn't agree more. So yeah. what's well, – I, I, I want to be respectful of your time. We've been talking for a while, but I have one more oh. question for you. So how do yeah. you – how do you maintain that focus or how do you suggest others maintain that focus over a long period of time? Because I know I've been in situations where I say, all right, I'm going to go to the gym every day, five days a week, and I'm going to eat, you know, rabbit food and, and I'm going to do all that. I'm going to work out. And then that lasts for about three weeks or two weeks. Yeah, and yeah. Then that's maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, for stuff like that, for almost everything, layer it in, you know, I mean, we all have things we want to do. Um, so I'll, I'll deal with this part first. If you want to make more money and you want to get in shape and you want to meet a new girl and, uh, and you want to buy a new house and all this, it's going to take time. It's mm-hmm. going to take time. Law of gestation is true. Um, you've got to get things into a habit and a ritual. So what you want to do is you'll put something in place first before you go on the next thing. But you have to know what you're going to. For instance, people that want to lose weight and stop smoking, which one should we have them do first? Well, stop smoking. Mm-hmm. Because anybody who's ever stopped smoking will tell you how much they eat. Yeah. And they gain the weight back, right? So mm-hmm. we put it in order. So we layer things little by little like that. But here's, here's the, uh, the, the biggest key to this. You really got to know not only what you want to do, but why you want to do it. Simon Sinek, is that his name? The book, it's all about why. When you not understand familiar. why you want something, really understand why you want it, you will, you will go through what it takes to get there. Um, if you don't have a strong enough why, in anything you're doing, life will get in the way. It will knock you around, and you won't, you won't be able to do it. it will, you, you'll quit before you ever get there. Mm-hmm. So you have to really enjoy what you're doing, but you have to know why you want to go through this endeavor. So from a long-term standpoint, you know, people tell me all the time, well, aren't you frustrated you haven't got what you want yet? And I said, no, I've, I've got a ton of what I want. I said, Sometimes I've gotten things that I got into I thought I wanted. What, what was I thinking? Right. I've done a lot of speaking at places I didn't enjoy. I was surprised by it. And I went, I just don't, I don't like the subject matter. I don't like the people. I don't like the environment. Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the holy grail for me. So I had to come back and go, okay, well, no, it's just, I just haven't got where I want to be yet. I've been getting where I want to be the whole time. Right. The why, why I do it sustains me long term. So the goals, 
the outcome, understanding what gets me out of bed every single morning and keep going at it. Because my job is actually not that, not, not, it's an easy job, but it's actually really difficult because we're dealing with people's minds all the time. Mm-hmm. And it can wear me out if I'm not, it will knock me down. It's, it'll make you drink too much, it'll make you eat too much, it'll make you hate the world. And, but once you finally come to terms with why you're doing it to begin with, you find, you find the beauty in it. Right. So knowing the why, and then every single day when you get out of bed, you understand that, you know, today is a, Today's a day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my why all day long today. I'm going to do as much massive action as, as I can. But the truth is, like when I get done with you today, I have decided I'm goofing off the rest of the day. <laughs> I have so much to do here. You can't eat. You don't even know it. Do you know there's about 50 people who have sent me emails today? And I'm looking at it right now. Oh, my God. I've got to get in there. and ask. No, no, I don't. I didn't ask them to send me an email. <laughs> they, they can get, they, they'll get my answer tomorrow. Right. <clears throat> so it's all about the why. Staying excited, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. You know, you, you're going to be at this, this for a long time. So if you're, out, if you're out doing musician stuff, you know, baby yourself a little bit. We know what you all look like when you're in your 40s. <laughs> right. When you've, been, when you've been playing too hard. So Right, right. <laughs> all that stuff. I've met you. I've met you at the urinal in the men's room. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I, I would, I mean, looking you in the eye, by the way, in the eye. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always end them right, don't I? Always do. <laughs> Oh God! Well, that's how we do it here at Drummers Resource. I ended, so that's, I, that's ended, I ended a wonderful interview in the urinal. The urinal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, Scott, thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with me and sharing all these principles. They're definitely uh, working in my brain right now, and I hope that they're they're working for the listeners as well. So, if people want to learn more about you, they want to check out your podcast. They want to you know use use you as a coach. Uh, yep. Where can they do all that? Coolness. Uh, by the way, for everybody who's, uh, who, who's listening to this program, we have Skype on so we can see each other. And as I'm talking, I'm watching his eyes just glaze over. You're like, <laughs> you're like, and you're taking notes. And it's just like, I'm not looking at you most of the time because you're busy doing your own thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, write, I was writing letters and things. Over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were on it, man. You were, you were going after it. Oh, I can do this and do that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, we, you know, listen, the first place to start is, is always the Daily Boost podcast on iTunes. Um, that's that's the, the, you know, the, the hallmark of what we do. And it's, I think, represents kind of who I am. If you like what I've done today at all, you're gonna be blown away by the podcast, is because I'm that and more. It is you know? great. It is a great podcast. I will. I think it's fun because I'm I'm not interrupted by the darn host. I can do my own thing. You know, it's it's kind of <laughs> awesome. So five days a week, we're doing that, and we're cool, and we're fun, and we're not stuffy, and yet the content the content we deliver is real and it works. And uh, so that's why we go first. And by the way, while you're there, uh, you're gonna see a podcast pop up on a Saturday called Husband Wife Talking Life. And this is a new show that we've been doing here for, I think we're in seven episodes now, and I'm, I brought my wife in, and it's, it's now my second most popular episode. And, and you know, that, so if you want the secret to being popular, just add a girl. It works really well, <laughs> always. And so check it out, because it's actually a very funny show designed to be funny, designed to be com- comedic, um, and yet teaches a lot and really kind of takes on the ways of the world and says, how can we make it better in a fun, interesting way? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's, that's where you start. And obviously, the website is called motivationtomove.com. And uh, most of what I do there, my contact information is there. And um, it'll shoot you right through to our support center, which is always the best way because I can, uh, well, I look at that one. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Or I leave it with my wife. So check that out. I'm leaving this afternoon. So <laughs> you'll, always, you'll always hear from us if you send a note there. That's the best way to find me. Perfect. 
Well, Scott, thank you again. It's been a pleasure. And like I said, thank you for, uh, for doing this. And also thank you for the podcast because I definitely get a lot of enjoyment out of that too. So great. Well, thank you for the time today. I appreciate you, uh, allowing me to, to, um, expose myself and they, well, forget about it. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, thanks again, man. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. There you have it, Scott Smith from MotivationToMove.com. Everything that we talked about can be found at DrummersResource.com forward slash session one, two, two. And like I said earlier, There you have it, Scott Smith from MotivationToMove.com. And everything that we talked about in this session, you can find at DrummersResource.com forward slash session one, two, two. And if you're digging the podcast, do me a favor, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and a review. I would really, really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get out there to more listeners and it shows up higher in the ratings on iTunes. So I would appreciate it. Check me out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash drummers resource on Instagram at drummers resource on Twitter at drummers R source. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be talking to you soon.